time for some updates on Windows, Xbox, and me. Happy Friday, friends. It has been yet again another week. If you're here, that means you survived, and that's a little morbid, but we're all above ground, which means it's a good day. Anyways, it has been just a pretty busy week of Windows. Microsoft is gearing up to launch Windows 11. They've drawn some lines in the sand. They've announced some dates and things are just changing in the world of Windows, which means we've got a lot to talk about. So kicking it off, Microsoft has issued the first commercial previews of Windows 11 and Windows 10 21H2. Yes, folks, do not forget that Microsoft is shipping two separate versions of Windows that are both technically brand new this fall. So that's going to be an interesting timeline. Uh, if you're in the commercial world and you're looking at testing Windows 11, you can now you know, do so. You could have done so previously. Although I strongly suspect that the corporate world is not dying to get their hands on Windows 11 because a lot has changed. And more specifically, we know that even though the start menu is only moving over to the center, it still makes it quite difficult for people who are just used to clicking on it and finding the green Excel button or whatever. And so uh, I suspect that the corporate rollout of Windows 11 will take just a little bit longer. And yes, I know you can move that button back, but you know, change is scary for some people. And so there you go. Uh, the dev channel of Windows 11, so this is the Windows 11 Insider program, is officially beyond the Windows 11 1.0. So if you were in the developer channel, you are now getting beta or alpha builds, I guess, whatever we want to call them. Um, but be aware, I would actually avoid this install. There are some pretty nasty bugs, and I mean bug like singular because it looks like the shell keeps crashing and you can't see your taskbar and, and launching applications is really rough and so i would avoid this release it is pretty widespread it doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason at least that we don't know of yet about why this is why this is happening but if you have that dev build and you haven't installed it yet hold off just trust me on that at least wait probably a week or so uh, until microsoft figures out what is going on but know that you are beyond 1.0 you're now into i guess what we'll call 2.0 Windows 11 2.0 version. Um, so that is now in development or actively being developed, I should say, at the end of the day. Now, if you are running Windows 11 non-beta builds in your or non-developer channel and you're in the beta channel, you might get kicked out. Uh, Microsoft has officially announced that. This is sort of not new information. They, they did say a while ago that if you weren't running official hardware that would run Windows 11 based on the minimum specs, you might be removed from the program and no longer able to test it. And so in certain instances, that is happening that you're being asked to move back to Windows 10. And so that is just, thanks for testing. Now get out the door. Um, it's, 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 it just, it doesn't feel right. Um, but here we are. Anyways, if you are looking forward to the official launch of Windows 11, that will be taking place October 5th. So keep that as a date circled on your calendar, where if you are eligible, uh, Microsoft will begin rolling out the free updates on October 5th. Just keep that in mind that it is a free upgrade, but keep in mind that not everybody's going to magically see it that day. Microsoft has created a, a pro an internal flighting program where they, they do a rings, right? And now they do that externally as well. They don't just say go and then let every single device do it they will begin to test and sample and they expect by mid uh 2022 uh, uh, they expect that all those devices will be upgraded to windows 11 so a relatively aggressive upgrade cadence if you think about it but at the same time it's not it's not a massive upgrade from a, a underlying technical infrastructure like going from say 7 to 10 or 7 to x or xp to 7 or anything like that and so it should be a relatively safe upgrade unless you're running one of those chipsets that's older so 
There you go. Uh, things that you can run today, by the way, are Windows Server uh, 2022 is now generally available. If that sounds a little odd because you're like, Brad, we talked about this sort of, I think, last week. Well, it, it really kind of did come out last week, but this week it has an official blog post and, and fireworks and confetti and other stuff going on. And so you can now run uh, Windows Server 2022. If you're bold and brave and want to install that on your server racks and just run right at it, you can absolutely go do that. I, again, suspect that it's going to be a long, slow march toward that. towards that. And more importantly, I suspect that it's going to be a lot of people upgrading from Windows 2012 R2 to 2022 uh, is probably going to be the update cadence that is most frequent. Maybe 2016? I don't know. Um, I'll be curious if you are running Windows Server 2012 R2 in your environment, what you plan to be upgrading to because Microsoft has already signaled that that product is coming to end of life here in the very near future. Now, the big news of the week in the world of Windows is that there is officially a Surface event announced for September 22nd. Yes, this is the date we've been waiting for. We knew it was coming, and once we got that October 5th date for Windows 11, we knew that the Surface event had to be announced before that. Showcase Windows 11. That is the whole point of launching new hardware within a new OS. It just kind of makes sense. So, what are we expecting? Uh, Surface Duo 2 should be there. Uh, Surface, Surface, I'm going to put in quotations Book 4, but it might be called like the something like the Surface Laptop Studio. I think Windows Central coined that name or, or talked about that name. Um, it also might be something like Surface Laptop Pro, something along those lines, uh, what might be the next generation Surface Book 4. It looks just like that patent that we've talked about here several times on this channel, where the screen doesn't necessarily come off, but it hinges out more like a Surface Studio does. And so be on the lookout for that. I think that's going to be the Hero device announced. Also be on the lookout for the Surface Pro 8. If you go back and look at the cover art or of the invitation, that I believe might be the Surface Pro 8 because it's expected to have a redesign that looks similar to the Surface Pro X. Microsoft has been sitting on this for a couple years, actually. And so they're aligning that refresh to Windows 11, and I see why they do it, and it all makes sense. A wild card might be a Surface Go 3. I know that it is out there in the world of Microsoft. I don't know if they're going to announce it at this event or not. The timeline is a little off from when they would typically announce it, but they might be bringing that back uh, uh, just again or announcing it there. The only reason I hesitate a little bit is Microsoft usually likes to announce flagship style hardware at these events. And so a Surface Go 3 isn't necessarily a flagship style event, although it is one of their more higher volume selling devices. So, you know, pick your Pick your whatever. Um, but anyways, that is September 22nd. I believe at 11 a.m. Eastern time. I might be wrong on that time zone, but I know it's September 22nd at 11. I don't think it's Pacific time. But anyways, uh, September 22nd, we will all see the new wares that Microsoft will be shelling uh, for the holiday shopping season. Other things that are happening broader across the industry. I'm not going to dive into anything in in specific detail but there is a just a ton of antitrust stuff going on right now there apple's under the limelight uh google's under the limelight and so is facebook and they're all getting poked and prodded from different angles uh we've seen a lot of stuff on the apple side about relating to their app stores and little and, and little young developers i was gonna say small developers and the reader stuff and so the, the one thing i want to point out is that so far Microsoft sitting there crossing their fingers doing every sort of lucky dance they can. They've been kept out of the conversation so far uh, as of right now. And I, I, good for them. I mean, good for them that they've managed to stay out of the, the anti-limelight or whatever you want to call it. But so far, Microsoft has been managed to keep it kind of under the radar despite being one of the largest tech giants on the planet. So 
there you go. Before we get into gaming news, uh, last week I talked a little bit about personal news, and so now I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into that. Many of you probably already know what I'm about to talk about, and that's okay, but if you don't, buckle up or something. I don't know. Um, so officially next week, I'm starting a new job. Now this is going to have a lot of changes in my life, but I can tell you, dear listener, there's probably not a lot of changes that are going to happen on this end. For example, to clear the, the deck and all that stuff, the, the YouTube channel and the podcasters thing exactly the same as they are. Nothing is, nothing is really changing from that aspect. And so what's changing is what I'm doing rather than writing a whole bunch of blog posts every week. I'm going to actually be going to a company called Stardock who has been around for a while and their CEO is a longtime friend. And so this is, you'll see why I'm, I'm talking about it in this perspective, because one of the, the what I'm going to go do there is Stardock has two effectively large lines of business. They have their gaming side and then they have software that allows you to customize windows. What I'm going to go do is lead the team that builds software that customizes windows. And the reason why I'm doing this now, it's like, why now what's going on? What's changing is quite literally Microsoft is making windows like fun again they're bringing it back like windows is got some momentum people are excited about the ui of windows 11 it's not perfect and i say that with the caveat that i'm going to a company that allows you to customize windows 11 ui uh, but it, it's it's revitalizing what is going on in the ecosystem for windows and for me as a, a an enthusiast in the windows community and quite literally got my start tinkering with media center on xp and at one point i was selling uh, windows vista and xp media center boxes and to college and doing stuff like that in using actually Stardock software object doc uh, many, many years ago. This was a, a right fit. Quite literally what it boils down to, to you, dear listener, I'm so bullish on what Microsoft is doing with Windows that I'm betting my career on it. Like put that into perspective. Like I'm looking at where Microsoft is headed, what they're doing with Windows, the momentum behind it, the opportunity that is there now that they're showing that, hey, Windows has a seat on the senior leadership team with Panos Panay. Uh, Windows 11 is... A, you know, not perfect, but it's being very well received. Um, there's a lot of opportunity that, of just effort going back into Windows to make it fun again. And this UI change, while it is subtle in some regards, it's actually a pretty big deal that showing that Microsoft is like, oh, right, this thing that makes billions of dollars a quarter, we should keep feeding into that because it does very well. I think Microsoft at one point kind of just wrote it off and said, all right, this thing's just, you know, cresting that arc of a life cycle. And what it turns out is it didn't really crest. It just leveled off in some regards. It's remained relatively stable and it appears to be relatively stable for a long time. And so Microsoft is putting some effort back into it and the timing was just right for me. And just honestly, what I enjoy doing, I, I enjoy tinkering with Windows and to go get to tinker with Windows more for a career uh, is something that doesn't happen very often. So that starts next week. But again, dear listener, this podcast is staying. I'm going to continue to do First Ring Daily with Paul because, again, it overlaps with the markets that uh, we all like. And it just kind of, it's just one of those things that just made a lot of sense. And I've known Brad, it, it's somewhat confusing. I refer to him as Other Brad because his name is Brad, but his name is Brad Wardell. And I've known him for so long and we've been friends for a while and we've done some projects together. And this becomes a more formal relationship of a lot of the stuff that we've done together over the years. So that is what is going on. Now, on to the gaming news. There was a lot going on, but kind of not a lot. You'll see what I mean here in a minute. That's why I put Xbox Idol in the title. 
because it rhymed, but that's a different thing. Um, so they announced a bunch of games coming to Game Pass here, like Surgeon 2. Uh, we got a final, another Final Fantasy title, uh, Craftopia. There's a bunch of games coming to Game Pass. You should definitely go look those up. But one of the things that I found hilarious this week, and you'll know why, uh, is Horizon Forbidden West, which is on the Sony side. Unless you buy the super high-end premium titles, if you buy the title for PS4 and you just want the... I think it's, what, $70 on PlayStation now? If you buy that title and then you go get a PlayStation 5 and you want to play that game again, guess what? You've got to buy the PlayStation 5 title. There's no upgrade in place. You just just give them more money. That's what they want you to do. I cannot stress enough how well Microsoft has done from just, regardless of their hardware, power, games, and title, everything, just from a convenience factor of what Microsoft has done with things like smart delivery, with cloud game saving, um, with just being able to play your games in the browser on through Game Pass and Xbox Cloud Gaming for that matter, uh, making lower entry price points. The one thing that Microsoft has absolutely phenomenally nailed this generation is just convenience of playing games across generations they've they've completely owned that narrative and they will continue to own that narrative and sony keeps hurting their consumer reputation i guess by doing things with like the horizon forbidden west where you've just got ah, just go rebuy it or pay up a whole bunch more money for the higher end titles and those titles will magically get a ps5 entitlement but we can't do that for the lower ones because we need more money um and so there you go and so anyways xbox is sitting idle but they're sitting idle but just making things so dang convenient that they're not creating noise. So it it's it's very much an optimistic point of what Xbox is doing. Anyways, uh, Microsoft is by far just winning the value race by a country mile. There's also a limited edition six Far Cry console that will be coming out. This is, I believe, is this the second console? Now it's limited edition, and I don't believe you can even buy this. It's just giveaway, so maybe it doesn't really fall into that. We know that Halo is the first one you can actually go out, if you pre-order because I think they're all gone now, and actually snatch one up in your greedy little arms and, and walk home with it. Now you can win the console if you want, and that's that. So one other thing, folks, by the way, Xbox codenames. Now this is for the, I guess, current generation stuff. Eden Murray uh, tweeted out an image of a pin that they give out inside the world of Microsoft for just helping work on product launch. And so it had a bunch of code names on it. It had Anaconda, which we know is the Series X. We had Lockhart, which we know is the Series S. We had Danta or Dante. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, that was the Xbox development uh, console, the, 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 the dev kit at the end of the day. And then there was Merlin. And I wasn't quite sure what Merlin was. And I, I asked her and thankfully she replied. I assumed, and I know assuming is, is bold, uh, is a was the controller. And so as it turns out, the name of the Xbox current gen controller with the share button and the DLI or dynamic latency input was Merlin. So there you go. Merlin, un, you know, unsolved or whatever. If you had a curious what that was, that's uh, that was the question. Now, speaking of questions, I did not actually put up a thread this week, but Mr. PKI did, in fact, sneak one in to me because... Um, yeah, Mr. PKI is good like that. So the one question of the week, and I'll explain why there wasn't more questions. He says, I can give you a secret question because he asked if there was going to be a thread. Uh, Windows and Windows 11 have recently come under attention for various security vulnerabilities exposed like Razor Mouse driver installation process. Do you think the delay of the Android apps being available on Windows 11 is related to the security implications of... Uh, hardening goals not being met in the inertial initial Windows 11 release. So interesting thought here is that, you know, we got print spooler, we got this Razor stuff, and then dumping Android on through the Android subsystem for Windows, I almost said Linux. I don't, I, I actually, I do not know if this was related to that or not. The one thing that 
causes me a little pause is that Microsoft has been actually working on getting Android apps onto Windows for years. Like this isn't something they thought up of like like six months ago and said, we should do Android apps on Windows 11. Like this is something Microsoft has been working on. I think Astoria was the name of the bridge that brought some of this technology over many, many years ago. That might even been a Windows phone reference for all that I can remember. But I don't know if this one is, is particularly security related at at the end of the day. It could be, but it is interesting that it has been officially somewhat delayed because while Windows 11 does arrive on October 5th, Android apps will not be there, although it looks like they're going to be showing up pretty soon as Walking Cat did find the app or like some sort of app or something in the Windows store that you will need to download to be able to run these Android apps at the end of the day. And so we will see. We will see. Uh, the reason why, folks, I did not do a question of the week is that I had I, I, I had to record this late on a Thursday evening rather than on a typical Friday morning. So while I did say happy Friday, friends, I said it on a Thursday, but there we go, because um, I actually have Friday off and I've been off work for actually a couple days because I'm making the transition next week. So it took a little time off. And right now, as we speak, I'm probably playing tennis with my daughter. So there we go, folks. That wraps it up for this week. As always, make sure to keep it subscribed here because the only BS on this podcast is me.